When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We wait five years for George to return. And in that time, the creatures George had birthed and buried were back. From 2002 through 2005, we will see 28 Days Later relaunch the genre. With that comes the Resident Evil franchise, launching in 2002 and releasing a sequel in 2004. Shaun of the Dead will come out, and even a remake of one of George's most beloved movies, Dawn of the Dead, will clean up at the box office. The only person that could remind this new class who the true master is would be George. But does George have enough gas in the tank to remind the world of who created the zombie? Maybe he's naive. Maybe he just doesn't give a fuck. Regardless of the answer, this kid from Brooklyn, who set out to make films in Pittsburgh of all places, is going to do things his way. Ladies and gentlemen, the final chapter of George Romero's Serial Killer. Um, wait, what's the intro? Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, a show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Jeff. You know what? I wish I didn't do that. Joe is about to just, like, hop into the episode, and uh, I delayed it because I was like, I gotta do the intro. You know what? I heard us start the other day without the intro, and I kind of fucking liked it. We did that? Or you heard a We did it. Actually, we didn't. I said it, but I accidentally cut it off in the final mix. And I was like, fuck it. I don't feel like sitting here and doing that again. So I just left it out. And I just started with us talking. And it it fucking worked. Get it out of here. No, I, I respect the uh, dedication to the routine. So you, you did the intro. Well, here we are. They say repetition. It makes people happy. They like to hear it. Human beings like to hear a familiar thing sense you know i've already forgotten what i was gonna say to start <laughs> we were gonna say <laughs> i was saying did i say i was excited or oh, oh yeah yeah you said you said I, i'm on camera I, just, I never spit more like, like fucking sylvester just spraying shit all over um <laughs> uh you were saying this is the most and least excited you've ever been to hop into an episode yeah and, and that that fucking is the most 
perfect summary I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you like you even came up with a gimmick that we're going to start the show off with. Uh, that that kind of that kind of sums that up too. Where it's just like, I, before we get into this, let me just say though, I want to say that Romero stopped making films in the year two thousand following Bruce. Right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, I want to thank everyone that came out to the Creep Show live show. Holy moly, our most attended, our most viewed, the chat was on fire. Oh boy, we had a time. We had a time. And uh, we gave away some prizes at the end, um, which was fun. And out of that came one of my favorite jokes, which was we gave away um, the Rob Zombie uh, trilogy on DVD. But it came on one disc. It came on a single disc in like a plastic, normal plastic cover that just was like, these three movies are on it. And somebody made a joke that you actually had to watch all of them. To, to like you couldn't go to the second movie. You had to you had to watch House of a Thousand Corpses first. <laughs> there was no chapters, no movies. You just had to watch it all. All the way through, and I think that's. I want to like license those movies and put it out a disc out like that. That, that would be brilliant. <laughs> I, that would be so funny, dude. That that joke fucking killed me. I love that joke. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun, and thank you all for coming, and all of our Patreon members that do that. I, I appreciate you guys. So thank you all so much. Had a blast. Um, did you, did you have anything else to say on that or no? No, it was it was fun. I mean, um. For those that were there, I had prior. I played several softball games for a tournament that day, and I was exhausted. And I was like, "I hope the energy is good and like doesn't just kill me." And like everyone was on point. It's, it's it was such a fun time. Yeah, it worked out really well. And uh, apologies to Rachel, uh, Paul's wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's at a who, fucking wedding. <laughs> we didn't ask to come on, by the way. We talked a little shit at the beginning. We were, but it was more like, why didn't Paul tell us he was at a wedding this week? Well, because we've been talking about it for the past two weeks, and Paul's like, oh yeah, so it's gonna be fun. And then the day of sends a <laughs> an upshot pic of him in a tuxedo. <laughs> You're like, hey guys, I'm at a wedding in California. Right, across <laughs> that, the that's the country. other crazy part across the country. Um, and he, uh, so we were just like, yeah, Paul won't be on because people were asking. And then at the end of the show, Paul's on and we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we're at a fucking wedding. Dude, he was at a wedding. Like, he was so fucking loud. <laughs> Trying to talk on it. And then Rachel found out he was doing it. And he, he got in a little trouble, I think. He got a yeah, little. He got, he got a little heat, I guess. <laughs> so thanks for Paul for showing up too. Um. All right, so George Romero, we've done, this is it, man. The last week of Romero, we've watched everything he's fucking Everything, done. except <laughs> for Jacaranda Joe. That's so wild. Um, and it's been amazing up till now. Like, almost like, it's honestly changed, I don't want to say it changed my life, but I guess it did. Like, I would never have understood how good George Romero was without this. Doing this has been so fun, and I'm including this week's. I'm glad that I watched them. <laughs> Me too. But my res- my respect for George has, like, obviously anybody who likes horror knows the name George Romero, so I'm not saying anything groundbreaking by saying, like, I- I'm fond of his movies. Yes. But watching all of them in the lesser-known ones, the ones that I had never seen, like, 
he really just cemented himself as one of my favorite horror directors of all time. And like really has a style and um, a way he does things that is unusual and something you would think on paper, you would be like, I hate this idea. And then he does it and you're like, I, that was fucking good. Yes. That was fucking good. That slow pacing, that day-to-day shit, which we make fun of on tons of other movies, right? Like, like we always say, like, this happens in real time. And we're, like, joking something. They're doing something in real fucking time. And we're, like, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, this is a, th- a two and a half hour movie in a mall of people just going into stores. That shouldn't work. That no. shouldn't work. But he, he had the touch. And finding out that he has, like, 17 hour cuts of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most insane thing, right? Like, his editing, his, the editing in these movies are the unheralded like I champions agree with that. because they are perfect. They are perfect. The pacing is great, and his commitment to working with like no named actors and getting such good performances, and he proved in like Creepshow that he can get great performances out of good actors, Hollywood stars, <laughs> fucking actors. unbelievable. But then yeah. he goes back, but then you know, one you would you would think the career path would be like he does this. He sees what he can do. And he's just like, fuck it. I'm just, you know, give me the money. Let me get the big names. And yeah. We'll just roll from here. But then he goes back to no names. And- uh, like immediately. It's just like, uh, I don't feel like doing it. Now. He goes to, de- after Creepshow, he goes to Day of the Dead. Which, yeah. There's no names in that. No. And so, so he, this is what, 10 years after? No. 20 years after the last. Of the Dead series, right? His last zombie movie, yeah. 20 years. 85. 85 to 2005. In 2005, he comes out with Land of the Dead. Um, now, 28 oh. Days Later came out in 2002. I was just going to say to you, do you, well, before we hop into what came out, if you don't mind, yeah. do you have any memories of Land coming out and or the hype surrounding it? I fucking do, which is crazy. Because I think it was right around that time where... Bloody Disgusting, like I've, I had found Bloody Disgusting in high school, so that would have been like 2003, 2004, I think. It was definitely on About Bloody Disgusting, yeah. And then, and then, so like, you, I was able to access fucking daily news, and I was like, this is nuts. And um, yeah, and I remember Land of the Dead, and I was like, fuck, and as everyone knows, I'm the biggest John Leguizamo fan on the planet. That's true. <laughs> I love John Leguizamo. So I was like... This is fucking going to be the greatest movie of all time. I can't believe we're doing this. This George is back with my boy John. What what the fuck are we doing here? Um, and then I saw it, and I I watching this brought back a lot of memories. Like I don't, th- I would not have been able to remember it prior. Um, but I think it was a movie where I just told people it was good. Because no one I knew was going to see it anyway. So I think I was just like, yeah, it's great. And then I really, in my heart, I was just like, no, it really wasn't. Like, I, I that's how, kind of how I felt about it at the time. So I had fond memories of it. And I did enjoy it when it came out. And yeah. I think it's just an example of like, uh, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because there wasn't a lot of zombie films yeah. from like you know, the last uh, remake of Night of the Living Dead in 1990. And then in the early 2000s, you had 28 Days Later, which was great. You had Shaun of the Dead, which put uh, a comedy spin on it. Yep. And then you had the remake to 
Dawn of the Dead that yeah. came out the year before. So zombies were like in again, and they were killing it at the box office, and like people were going back and watching the old zombie movies. And to see those like three big ones come out, and then you hear that the master himself is making a new one, you're right. just like, holy shit, like holy shit, it's it's a new one. And I remember going to see it in theaters and being like, it's Romero, man, he's he's back, like this this is fucking awesome. Do I feel the same about that now? Uh, abs- absolutely not. I think I think we'll see how it plays out. I think I am higher on Land of the Dead than you are. Yeah, I think it's safe sure. to say. It I can tell you that. I can tell you that right now. I can tell you for a fact that's absolutely true. And then I remember the other two coming out, and I I, I do remember when Diary came out because I, I saw both of them when they came out, and I I don't remember them being like this to be, to be perfectly honest with you. But uh, I remember enjoying them, but also being like, why is why is he doing this? <laughs> we, we used to have to wait, you know, 15 years for him to make another movie, and now he's just churning and burning. <laughs> Fucking slow down a bit, dude. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre what happens here. Um, and like, like we were just saying, the hype train for 2005 yeah. was so huge because he's returning the zombies. Zombies are big again. He hasn't done anything from since Bruiser, and nobody saw Bruiser. And like, yeah, I, I didn't even hear of Bruiser until like, we just did this. So like. This this was big, and then the hype was so real. And those last two come out within a four year period, and you heard by the time Survival came out, no, who gave a shit that it, he was coming out with this? Like nobody talked about it. No, gave a shit. Like, no, it was they. I think they really missed the boat on Land of the Dead. I think they. I think they fucked up. I think. I think they fucked up. Because um, I you think get Land of the Dead's numbers. Because I forgot to look that up. I do have them. Yeah, I do have it. Um, what was I going to say though? Um, we were talking about land. Oh yeah. So I saw, I also saw the other two diary. I didn't remember a single fucking thing from like, I remembered certain characters faces and stuff, but that was it. I will never forget survival of the dead. That's the one. I, I think I even mentioned it on an early episode when we were trying to figure out which ones of these we had seen survival is the one it's like the Hatfields and McCoys. And I'll never forget that. And I'll never like, dude, I remember watching it in my fucking room. I could tell you exactly where I was. I was at my parents' house in the room and I was like, I was like, "Who the fuck is happening? This is the most insane shit I've ever seen in my life." Not, not only is it Hatfields and McCoys, but that is that is the main story. Like, dude, I know, I know. I'm so you could excited remove to the talk. zombies. You could remove the zombies from that movie altogether. I'm so excited to talk about that one because it is the most. I was just like at the end of that. I'm now rethinking. Like, I like. I'm not trying to say we should discredit George for these three movies. It felt like maybe it was a cash in, which I'm fine with, dude. You're 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 old, like fucking get that fucking money. Zombies are in style, like fuck yeah. I agree. Like I agree. It's not selling out at this point. Cash the fuck out, dude. You've been doing this for a fucking since the sixties. Like yes. you deserve this. Like you created all of this. You deserve all of the money from all of these movies. That is what like look, thinking about when Land came out and the other zombies that came out, the other zombie movies that came out at the time, we've said it before on the show, but he's the father of this. These don't exist without him, and him coming out with this in the middle of it. And I will say, I think of Ed, I, well, I, let's let me talk it out loud. Yeah, we can no, I'm on. fine I with think, that. This I is a weird week. Else, this is a weird week for George. I think if somebody else did these movies. Mm-hmm. 
I might they might be held in higher regards because we hope we hold George to such standards, mm-hmm. right? They're okay. not the worst movies I've seen. No. Not I'm, none of these I give like one star to. I, I don't. And I, I like on Letterbox, I see some people giving like half stars and one stars. I'm not at nope. that level. They're, but I think he just suffered on really all of them of just being too generic with the time, like just trying to fit in with everything that was going on. And, and, Nothing and, really separates them. Right. And if you were going to go that route, like you should just fucking go that route because they were funneling money into zombie shit. Yeah. So he does take a ton of money for Land of the Dead. Yes. It's the highest budget he's done for a zombie movie. He claims Dennis Hopper's cigar budget was more than all of Night of the Living Dead's budget. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> I, dude, that might be true. That might be true. <laughs> um, and uh, this one made the most money only behind Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead actually made more money than this still. Which is really? crazy to me, yeah. Um, this movie had a fifteen to nineteen million dollar budget, and it made forty six million. So not bad, yeah. But wh- <laughs> what? Maybe they had higher expectations for giving him a budget that big. I don't know, but it seems a little odd that like the next movie's two million dollars, <laughs> a two million dollar budget on the second, the next one. So it's like, oh fuck, like. Why did that? Why the fuck did that happen? Why did that? that? That's such a drastic, and it made money. Land of the Dead, right? So I don't know. I don't know. It seems a little odd, but who the everything f- about it seems odd. It, from from the amount of time he put them out to the, the amount of money he put into it, it's very weird. Yeah, these are the last three. And, and by the way, the remake of Dawn had a budget of twenty six million, and it made a hundred and two million. So. They might have been like, well, he's not going to do that, <laughs> and, and and I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Isn't that so weird how moviegoers work? Like Dawn of the Dead was was monstrous, the remake. Yeah, you would think every one of those like, would hey, go see this. Hey, the fucking originator is back with a the same like budget that we're doing for Dawn of the Dead. You would think they would all just be you know foaming at the mouth. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, maybe, I guess maybe word of mouth came out and it's like, hey, dude, keep Dennis Hopper talk for a while. That's what I was, I was going to say. <laughs> maybe uh, it got around that in the opening scene, a zombie's playing a tuba. <laughs> maybe that got out and people were like, you know what? Pa- pass. <laughs> no, I, I kept bringing this up to Joe and I'll probably bring it up a million times on this. I just want to say. After 28 Days Later came out, and while he was doing press in advance of this film, Land of the Dead, George continually talked about how running zombies were total horse shit, and that it was unrealistic because zombies' ankles would snap. That was like his main talking point, was that their bones would snap, which, sure, fucking whatever, I guess. Also, isn't 28 Days Later, like, not even technically zombies? Right, it's a chemical thing. It's like a, yeah, I mean, they are, but they're not. They're not. What what the fuck does it matter, George? Fucking relax. (laughs) George, just fucking relax, because your opening shot in your new movie is a zombie with the dexterity, with the finger dexterity, just, like, to be able to play a fucking tuba. (laughs) And playing the notes of the song from Dawn of the Dead. And why does that guy have a tuba on him anyway? Like, why would a zombie be inclined to pick one up? 
<laughs> Which, if he's gonna make that case, that claim yeah. that running zombies is unrealistic, fine. But that would make this entire yeah. movie idiotic because <laughs> the zombies, the main zombie, Big Daddy, which I have so much to say. There are points where it's just like this is. This is just a guy making a choice to act like this. It's not a zombie. He's not doing anything that a normal person would be (laughs) acting like a normal person. And, like, I get that he explored that territory with Bub, Bubs, in in Day of the Dead. But Bubs was, like, being trained, right? Right. He was was an experiment. They were, like, feeding him corpses and flesh and, like, seeing if they could dig into his cognitive memory. But, I mean... He like remembered like one or two words, right? Right, Bub. Uh, this guy, this guy remembers. This this guy can fucking drive a car. This, this guy, <laughs> guy doesn't even need a map. He knows everything. He remember, remembers every face he's ever met in his entire life. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Uh, yeah, Big Daddy is rough. Now, did you catch the uh, the cameos in here? Uh, um, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Yep, and Tom Savini. And Tom Savini. All, all can be returning, seen in this movie. Yes. Returning as the zombified character that he played in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Blades, I believe his name is. Now, also, can I also talk about this real quick? And I think this is part of the problem with these last three in George's, whatever, nine movies. Um, how many movies? No, six. Six movies. Um the timeline gets so fucked in these that I can't even like wrap my fucking head around it. And they're all supposed to connect somehow. And it's like, George, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is fucking nuts. Like that pisses me off too, Sean, because this one, sorry to cut you off, but I'm just <laughs> no, so no, fired I'm up fine. Yeah. Because, because this one, there's already a zombie. Like I'm fine with it. It takes place. The zombies already exist. Right. Right. But then you go to the next one, which is a found footage in like very cool. much. And dude, it, it it's like it goes back to like Night of the Living Dead. They're just finding out zombies are a thing for the first time. Correct. So, but the, but there's still characters that will show up. I, yeah, there's one that there's, I don't know if he's playing the same character, but there's the same actor. But then the next two have like la- overlapping characters. Correct. And the the fucking the the one after the last one survival it says six days after the the infection because <laughs> it starts at the end of the the last one. You're telling me in six days, what the fuck are we talking about? And then what is this thing? What is this fucking thing? This is like like Mario Brothers futuristic, like Dennis Hopper's Bowser still. Like, it makes no fucking sense. They ha- Dude, it, he is very much Bowser. He yes. is very much Bowser. They are playing the same characters, Luigi and Bowser. And, there, and there's a fucking Killdozer. Joe, Joe, the movie is about a Killdozer. Like, I, it, dude, it escaped me while I was watching it. And I was like... They kept talking about Dead Reckoning, and I was like, oh, yes. what? Like, I, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I couldn't figure it out. I thought it might be a bomb or something. It's a fucking car. No, It's a, it's, it's a it's, fucking it's, car. It's a military-grade <laughs> all-terrain vehicle. That everyone seems to have access to, but for some reason, the main plot is like, uh, I want fucking whatever it's called, Dead Reckoning. And it's like... You just had it. Like you were the last scene. You were driving it. What the fuck are we talking about? You go get dead record. I was like, wait. You guys literally were just driving it. That was the original title of the movie. Dead reckoning. Dead reckoning. I know. Yeah. 
I'm just a little bit concerned about George's mental state <laughs> during these movies because it's just so uncharacteristic of him, you know? And just like the regular choices, right? Like, you, like there's no, like, daily... It's it's lost that, right? Like, the, like, day-to-day, right? It, and And some of these lands, I'll be honest, like, Land of the Dead... I think could have used just like, just to slow down like a fucking minute and let us like take in what the fuck is happening right now. Instead, it was just a hundred miles an hour through this fucking insane story that I was just like, what the fuck are we talking about? And where are, like, where the fuck are we? (laughs) Dude, I, I think you honestly hit the nail on the head because we said at the beginning he does that so well. He puts you in a setting where it should be boring, yeah. but people are exploring them all. Now you have Fiddler's Green, which is like the most high-rise, luxurious place that you could be in this apocalyptic world. And our only like introduction, like our only time we're in it is John Leguizamo yelling at Dennis Hopper That's and it. Dennis Hopper talking to a security guard for like nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing about Fiddler's Green that I thought was like, Again, like, this is, again, where, like, that slowdown comes from is when we see the destruction of Fiddler's Green, spoilers alert. Um, But when they start taking it down and get overrun by zombies, um, it's actually kind of cool because you notice that they're all rich people living normal lives, like, dressed nicely and shopping. And you're like, why did we not see more of this like that that should like that seems like that's where george would have done that like this is wheelhouse watch these rich people walk around with not a fucking care in the world like for like 40 minutes of the movie and and then we see that instead that never happened we were just kind of told about fiddler's green and then the attack happens and you're like i guess i care yeah i guess that's cool kill the rich people i don't know what the fuck What, what are we talking about Dude, okay. So going going back to when this movie came out, I distinctly remember being in my dorm room, Occam, and like people that I never knew liked horror at all went to see it, and of course came back and like gave you a lecture on it. And I distinctly remember this one person being like, "A lot of people don't get that this is more in horror. It's really a social commentary on like separation of classes." Anyone that didn't get that should be fucking thrown in a river. Like that. This is the least subtle. That George has ever fucking done. That, that, that is the entire plot of the movie. I have Dennis Hopper is on screen more than any zombie is, except for, for that fucking idiot Big Daddy. Those two eat up the most screen time, and its sole purpose is Dennis Hopper to be a rich prick, right? Absolutely. Like, dude. Also, Dennis Hopper is just heard talking throughout the whole movie. Like, it's fucking doing business meetings <laughs> on the phone, like conducting like, annual reports and stuff. And like every scene, like even when he's not in the scene, it'll be like the like the people in the other areas. They'll be talking, and then suddenly they'll just hear Dennis Hopper's voice over like an intercom talking for fucking ten minutes, and you're like, "What the fuck is this, this is the fucking most bizarre shit I've ever seen?" Oh man, it's so fucking I, I, weird. And Big Daddy is. I mean, let's start there because we we get introduced to Big Daddy from moment fucking one when he starts trying to pump gas and starts talking to the other zombies. 
the epitome of old man yells at cloud, right? <laughs> that that me that Homer, the Grandpa Simpson meme. That guy yells at the sky the entire movie, dude. Dude, everything is like Stella, like that fucking <laughs> scene. It's nuts, dude. It, a fucking zombie is comprehending that humans shot a zombie next to him, and I guess presumably his zombie friend. Yes, because then he puts the zombie out of his misery. By stomping on its head. Like, that was a moment. That was like a zombie was like felt uh, empathy, right? Like, that's what that would have been, empathy. Like, he had like he felt sad and like he had to kill his friend to put him out of his fucking misery. It's like we're talking about. It's like Jaws for the revenge from there on because he's just on a mission to to get back at them. Yeah, and that's that's part. That's one storyline that happens in this film is. Big Daddy leading a zombie <laughs> fucking riot to the to the rich, <laughs> to the military yeah. and the rich. It's that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. That I can't like George. What is that? What is that, George? And that's you know what? If you told me, hey man, I just wanted to explore this idea of like post destruction, right? That's fine, but like, yeah. And these three movies all have the theme of like the zombies have cognitive abilities now. Right? Yes. They all, but this is the, yeah. this is the most of it. And big daddy, <laughs> if he's going to be your main guy, why wouldn't you go all out with the makeup? Right. He, he <laughs> barely looks there. The, the other character in that, um, um, Charlie is way more disfigured than big daddy is. And Charlie is not a zombie. Charlie is not a zombie. Charlie is not a zombie. Uh, Charlie is a normal person <laughs> that has the most insane makeup of all time. And Big Daddy has like three lines and white lines. contact line, <laughs> contact lens, Thanos ball sack lines on his chin, and then, and then fucking white contacts. That's it. That's all he's fucking got. It's fucking unbelievable. Um, yeah, man. It, I I thought this one was just one of his weakest ones. Um, I just like, oh my god, it, it just I don't know. Oh, dude, the shooting of the little person at the fucking cage fight, which by the way, yes. it yes. turns into like Fast and the Furious with like underground <laughs> cage fighting zombies. That scene was so influenced by the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh, for sure, unbelievable, for sure. And we see a shooting of a little person, which once I saw it, I said, I don't know if I've ever seen this in a fucking movie before. <laughs> and it's also like, look, it's, it was a brutal like shot, right? Like it wasn't gory, but like just the way he fell and the way he took the bullet, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like what the fuck am I watching right now? Thankfully, it's a le- uh, bulletproof vest. So he survives until he does it. He gets fucking his brains blown out. Three seconds later. So, the fucking weird-ass scene. Weirdest shit I've ever seen. But that cage fighting thing was, um, again, like, it just, it seems so un-Romero. Yeah. Like, and I think he was just, like, exploring some stuff or maybe just trying to explore, like, popular. Man, I, I genuinely feel like this guy's so unique that I think he's watched these other movies and then he was like, I'm going to try and do that. You know, I I think this was his attempt at like just trying to follow a trend, and he's just so unique that he can't even. I don't think he can do that correctly. I felt that way actually about all three of them. Like he was like, "I'm going to do the rest," because 
I don't have much positive things to say about the following two, but they are distinctively Romero, right? You could you could tell his fingers are on them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and it feels like he settles down each one. Well, that's not true. The third one is so fucking nuts. The third one is fucking. I'm so excited to talk about survival. It's so unbelievable. The fucking the mountains. <laughs> so I asked you, asked you to do uh, <laughs> what? What did you ask me? I asked you to do uh, pros and cons. Oh, I forgot to, about go, that. I forgot. Do you want to go through pros and cons for Land of the Dead? Um, sure. Or do you want to dive? Or do you want to dive into the plot more? Or no, be, no. I mean, I don't think I. I don't really want to go through these. I don't think we should even go through these. Like a hundred percent. I think there's plenty to talk about. Um, okay. Well, can I ask you actually before we do pros and cons? How did you feel about Leguizamo as as a uh, big Leguizamo fan? He was not very good. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, Dude, uh, <laughs> I love him playing. so much. <laughs> I, I like Leguizamo too. He's playing the character that he plays in The Pest and in uh, uh, Super Mario and in To Wong Fu, except he's supposed to be a villain. He's supposed to be like a hardened right. Marine vet. And right. it's just, how are you supposed you to take that call seriously? someone a booger picker? Like, he's like, hey, you fucking <laughs> booger picker. And you're like, bro, you are doing a pest bits right now. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Like, you've just lived through the apocalypse. Like, an actual apocalyptic scenario. Calling people actually, book readers. <laughs> I actually watched, it was like a two-minute clip on him uh, talking about working on the movie. And he's like, the script was so good. But he's like, you know, I had to be in the zone. And Ramiro's like, just improvise and, like, make sure that you're, like, really, really playing a hardened vet. And I'm like, John, I wouldn't admit that to anyone. I would be like, they they made me say these things. <laughs> they made me talk like this. <laughs> he was not good. He was not good. I don't. I, I felt a little bad. I felt a little bad. Dennis Hopper, good, good. Dennis Hopper is. I would watch Dennis Hopper in anything and doing anything. <laughs> He's so good. Even even the shittiest movies like Super Mario. Yeah. Uh, this um, Waterworld. He just hems up. Like he just. He's incredible. And he's. I don't want to say he's coked out of his mind, but he's fucking coked out of his mind. He just, <laughs> he just is he's going like 100. sweating in every scene. <laughs> just, there's no need for him to deliver those lines that intensely. Like, he's on conference calls. <laughs> <laughs> You're so engaged to what he's saying. <laughs> All right. So, pros and cons. I actually didn't write anything down. So, this might, oh, shit. This might just be you. I, I mean, I'm terrible. Um, so, it's not a good thing. It's not. I really should have written them down. Um, Pros and cons. I'll start with the pro. Um, the gore when it finally happens is fucking amazing. It's nuts. It is, and worth worth noting. Greg Nicotero, did yes, the, uh, Walking Dead guy. The the effects, and he was actually Tom Savini's like apprentice, I guess you could say. Yeah, he worked on Day of the Dead and a hundred other things in the meantime. But yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, and you see the Walking Dead like this is. I mean, it's pre-Walking Dead, but you see this is Greg's style for sure. Like, you see the zombies are all very similar in nature. He kind of – it doesn't look like George's past zombies for sure, but um, more like rotted, more all that. So, um, I thought that was great. Um, the Like, when he – like, they start tearing people, like, apart. Yes. Ripping belly button rings out fucking insane it's 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 nuts is this the one where somebody gets stabbed in the dick with something 
Or is that one of the other ones? No, 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 no that's survival. It goes in the, that's that, that's like one of the few pros I have for survival. It goes in the stabs him in the dick and comes out as an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks away. Um, it's so stupid. <laughs> if he'd walk away, he would just still kill that person. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> fucking George has lost his fucking mind. Um, that's my pro. Uh, another pro. Dennis Hopper's a pro. Um, pros. Hey, we got another <laughs> Night of the Living Dead movie. That's a pro. Uh, <laughs> filled out a fourth week for the horror show. Um, I the script's not very good. I'll be honest. I I think so that'd be a, that'd be a con. A con. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just casually slide into cons. <laughs> All right, what are your pros? What are your pros? What are your pros? Uh, pretty similar. I had I had Dennis Hopper. It was, yeah. was pretty great. The gore. Uh, it's you know distinctly Romero and is him returning the zombies. That's a pro. Savini being back as Blades was a pro. That was cool. I did have that Dennis Hopper cigar budget supposedly costing more than Night of the Living Dead is a fucking pro. That's that's sure. that's a great piece of movie trivia and probably one of the biggest pros. It's only ninety minutes long, and that, yes. that is going to be a pro for the next two. Like, thank you. Fucking thank you. I dude, I remember like halfway through land, I was like, fuck, I don't know the runtime on this, and I thought this movie was gonna end right now, and I don't think it's going to. So I checked it and it was 90 minutes. I had 45 minutes left and which was still nuts. And then uh, <laughs> but I was like, oh thank God. Like I could have seen that being like a three hour escapade. <laughs> like yes, of yes. Dennis Hopper just talking. <laughs> um uh uh George had reportedly made like a, a much gorier version, but that turned out to be untrue. He just told people that for some reason. <laughs> what a guy. What a legend. I'll be honest, like <laughs> I think this guy, dude, he's a New Yorker, he's from Brooklyn. I think this guy loved to bullshit. Like I think when the more you read his stories, and I I mean that would make I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I think he loved to bullshit. But like in every interview, he's unlike any other director or person in Hollywood you've ever seen in an interview. If you watch him, he's so willing to talk about shit where other people are like, well, I was offered this project, but they won't name it or whatever. And George is like, Stephen King said I could direct the stand, but uh, I got busy. And you're like, well, that's a fucking weird thing. (laughs) Like like no corroboration. It's always just him saying like he was going to do all these fucking things. Um, (laughs) All right. Uh, cons? Yes. Cons. Big Daddy is a con. Big, Big Daddy in general is a con. <laughs> and, dude, it is a whole storyline. It's a whole storyline of Big Daddy that you follow him through. And they're not even attacking. It's him, like, recruiting troops and, like, yes. sneaking into places and, like, gaining access and using a fucking – using heavy machinery. Okay, that 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 is Big Daddy operating an industrial sized jackhammer. Is a fucking con. That why 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 is the zombie using that? If you think running is going to break zombies ankles using a jackhammer using would a shatter jack- every bone in his body. 
Just shake every bone would fucking shatter. That's a great point because we've seen zombies' arms like just get caught on like right. fence links and just get ripped off, right? Using a fucking jacket, my arm might just rip off using a jacket. Dude, I know, right? Like the fuck out of here. Um, Big Daddy a con, another con. Um, um. So he sped up the pace of the movie, it felt like, but we didn't gain, like, a sped up action, right? So, like, we got, it It was just a lot of, like, cuts, 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 a lot of talking and a lot of nothing in between that of other cuts of, like, zombies coming and Big Daddy rallying the troops. And it just, it was a weird tempo, I guess you could say. Yes. Yes. I hated it. Agreed. I hate it. Um, well, I, I didn't hate. I didn't hate the movie, but I, I agree the tempo is weird. I didn't hate it yet either. I hated the tempo. I hated the fucking tempo. It drove me nuts because it it was like cut fast pace, but then it was also just cutting scenes of fucking Dennis Hopper. It was just like <laughs> we went from Dennis Hopper talking to Dennis Hopper talking on a megaphone to other people. To another big daddy just walking to back to Dennis Hopper. And it was like, it was almost like a trick that it was moving fast, but it wasn't. It was kind of a drag, but. Yeah. Um, what what other cons do you have? I don't, I can't really. Yeah, I had, I had big daddy in general. Uh, we talked about the jackhammer, the zombies playing instruments. Um, I, I, the look of the zombies in general, not just big daddy, just the zombies in general. I didn't love the overall look, yeah. whereas like the original ones, Dawn, they you know they're blue and gray and they look disgusting like I these know. ones i love those didn't didn't hit as much um a con i think it fits it was a little bit too generic for its own good trying to fit in with the other movies that had just came out um a con everyone including george romero seems to have forgotten how to break glass because there was a scene where they're just punching holes I mean, I know it's like windshield glass, and that's like it doesn't just shatter like a clean break. But I mean, we watched them punching holes through it for like five minutes. What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, uh, I have this written down for a con. It was going to be called Dead Reckoning, but the reason they changed it was to avoid confusion with the 1950s Humphrey Bogart film of the same. Who the fuck would be confused by that? Oh, gee, I was going to go see Dead Reckoning in theaters, but hope it's not the Humphrey Bogart one. Nobody knows what that movie is. That's, that was your reasoning? That pissed me off so badly. And then finally, the demise of Dennis Hopper's character, which we have this huge, huge buildup of Hopper being a piece of shit and... Leguizamo is going to get his revenge and he's turned into a zombie and he has him dead to rights. And then fucking idiot Big Daddy comes in and just lights like a, like a, a you know, one of those handheld blowtorch things and rolls it down a hill. <laughs> Which, that's what kills them. That's what kills them. It's the most anticlimactic thing for somebody you've been building up as being a, 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 a bad guy this entire time. <laughs> My God. Oh, man. That was fucking uh, masterful, Joe. A masterful review. Um,. <laughs> Oh, and pro and con the killdozer because because what like what was that though like why is that the sometimes f- you're like why yeah you're like why 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 are we having so much time in this killdozer but also the killdozer 
is kind of cool. And and to be clear to everyone listening, they, at no point in time they call it a kill teaser. <laughs> what what else? What else are you going to call it? They just it's like call the thing it, the turtles have. The turtles I mean, don't. you certainly wouldn't call it Dead Reckoning if you were writing a script because <laughs> that's so fucking weird. I, <laughs> is that like one of the weirdest name? Like, it, it's just a name. Like, it's it's yeah. It's like, who are they marketing a boat, right? <laughs> Um, Humphrey Bogart fans. <laughs> fucking, this is why hum, this is why we couldn't do the Humphrey Bogart fans, guys. They would know. Um, what is your rating on this guy? Okay, I gave it a three out of five. It's really, it's really a two point five. But I'm feeling George. I was giving him the rub. You know. Yeah. Give him, give it a, a three out of five. A three out of five. I'd give it a two. Okay. And that's a fair rating. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if you combine both of us at a steady two point five, that's that's, that's the realm you're going to get from a lot of people. Okay, that's fine. I'll take it. I guess. Um, so after this, he takes two years. I I I would guess no hiatus whatsoever because it's only two years and it came out. Um, but um, he, we go to survival of the dead. Or no, I'm sorry. Diary, 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 diary. Diary of the Dead, which found footage movie. <laughs> yes. What? He finally gets to do it. <laughs> which because he did he did Jarkanda Joe right. It was 1994. A very early uh, found footage, right? Like, yeah. So he kind of did it before it became a thing, and now he's like, I'm gonna jump into this and. Um, yeah, see what's it's, see what's cracking. They were the rage now, and and you know, obviously the big ones like Blair Witch had come out, but I think I think Wreck came out the same year or the year before. Um, uh, oh oh, did it? Which is kind of in the same vein. Oh yeah, and I know that was pretty popular. Yeah, it, it did that so much better. Um, that's that's, <laughs> that's a shame. <laughs> Sorry, George. <laughs> Love you, bud. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, Sorry, I'm pulling our ratings together for George right now, so I'm a little distracted. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, well, while you're pulling that up, uh, this this film he goes back because Land of the Dead. I mean, we didn't even men- mention half the people that were in it, but like it had the, the mentalist himself as the, as the main character in Land of the Dead. This one he goes back to no names, and he says that he deliberately cast stage actors. Yes. What, what were those guys acting in? Joe, stage, they were. No, that, that was insane. Yeah. It, George claims that they could have acted the entire movie in one take. I find that very fucking hard to believe because some of these people were Ed, their ability to act was alarming. <laughs> it was so fucking bad. Um, Two million dollar budget, five million dollar box office. Some voice cameos in this one. There are. Yes. I, I was very surprised Hitters. at this list. Um, Quentin Tarantino, yep. Wes Craven, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Simon Pegg, and Stephen King lend their voices as newsreaders in the film. Did you pick up on it while you were watching or no? No, no. Neither I read I. it after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> it but might not even be true. <laughs> I'm, I question this a lot because, dude, there's no way you hear – Quentin Tarantino's voice and not know who the fuck it is. Have you ever heard like that voice is so you're just like, oh, no, I like, think if I went back and watched it now, you might be able to pick up on it. But 
I'm, now that you're thinking about it, I mean, were you really paying attention to what the fucking news readers were saying? N- no. In this and, movie. And speaking of the news, you were talking about this in the last movie about how on the head it was about the classes, right? The rich and the poor class. George just is, like, so over the top with his messages now that it's like, bro, come the fuck up. Like, have you ever seen... It was like, oh, George wanted to make a movie about emerging media and news. Are you sure? Are you fucking sure? Because every scene was like, well, look what the news says. And then it would cut to, like, some insane news clip. And they were like, news is fucking horseshit. The original fake news, right? The original lamestream media, baby. (laughs) The guy's like, he edited my clip. Oh, my God. But I agree. He... The other ones were, like, so subtle where you're like, oh, maybe we're the villains all along. Right. And, and, but now it's just like, yeah, we fucking get it. And that was the other thing. People were watching these who had never seen a Romero flick before. And, like, I know I sound elitist saying this, but then they're watching it and be like, uh, you guys just don't get it. It's it's a commentary. No, we get it. <laughs> you have to be fucking out of your mind to not get that. <laughs> In the head with a fucking tack hammer. Um, fucking unbelievable. It's just like so over the top. And I mean, even the narrator who the, the narrator, the narration in this is uh, the, so upsetting to me. It, it bothered me to no fucking end. It was excruciating. It was high school poetry esque in like the way she spoke was like, and that like, I can't even think of anything she said. It was so dramatic, dude. It was over the top drama in this. This is this is both like my biggest pro and con for my list, and it's that finally fucking somebody takes the time to explain why the video looks like this. He's, he has a character, but you know what? You're gonna see it look in like really good quality because I edited it because I want people to see this. And you're like, finally, that makes <laughs> right. sense. Like that makes sense. Now you like can suspend your disbelief. Yeah. But then he does too much because because she's like. <laughs> Wait, what did she say? <laughs> Excuse me. She's like, you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear music because I wanted to, like, make it spooky for the viewers. Your friends are being murdered, and f- you're watching this. You're, you're putting in spooky, spooky sound effects. Like, maybe just don't put that in, dude. It <laughs> was so unbelievable. It was so absurd, and like her ending monologue where she's like. Maybe people behind the camera become immune to what they're filming. Okay, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to lose my fucking mind. What are we talking about? What high school fucking journal did this come out of? Like, what are we fucking talking about? And George is 80 years old. Like, don't write. Why are you writing this? Why why are you writing this dramatic piece for a found footage film? It's fucking crazy. And he's calling them Shakespearean in interviews. He's like, these actors are Shakespearean. Well, no, they're not. But you wrote it like it was a fucking Shakespeare tale, which probably not a great idea. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, and like, uh, and the same token, the guy that's filming the whole time, he makes the character say that, like, I'm going to because because they're filming. The characters are filming, I think it's a horror movie, in, in the woods, right? And then the zombie outbreak happens. Yes. And he's like, I'm going to keep recording in case it turns out to be a big thing, which I'm fine with because I actually remember seeing this like YouTube video on September 11th, the day that it oh, happened. Yeah. And there was some guy with a huge camera and he's like filming the first plane that went in. And I remember him saying, like, it always stuck with me. I just remember him saying, like, I had a film professor 
who was like, film everything. Like, like don't turn off your camera. Like, you never know what's going to happen. Like, you could be recording history. So, like, I'm fine with that guy saying that. But I'm pretty sure that guy in that 9-11 video, once the second plane hit, turned off his camera and fucking ran. <laughs> this, guy, this guy is just shoving his camera in, like, the face of death the entire movie. At one point, you have to be like, all right, guy, just relax and, like, get out of here. Like, save yourself. Yeah, I, I was I was shocked about this being found footage from beginning to end. I really thought it would switch at some point, especially because, like, George is so rooted in the realism of things. And, like, it, it, yeah. it seems so silly to do found footage this deep into. And the other thing, and the other insane thing, which I guess was the only thing you could explain him keeping the camera on, was... Apparently, no one wanted to believe that this was actually happening, even though it was happening just constantly. Fucking con- every time the dead rose, they were like, "Wait a minute, that's not right." Yo, what the fuck are you talking? This is like the eighth one you've seen. They, they did that twice in like a two minute span. When they, first it's the doctor, and like that guy came back to life, and they kill him, and then the nurse does it because she was also laying in the bed. And like, what? Is this can't be happening. Oh, and it just keep keeps happening in the room, dude. Even at the end of the movie, they're like, "Wait, is my mom coming back from the dead?" <laughs> what do you think? Of course she is. Literally everyone you know is coming back from the dead. Why is this so confusing? Like. At some point, I know, I know, it, it's the unimaginable. You can never imagine yourself in that situation. But your brain eventually will just be like, we need to run. At some point. Get the fuck out. <laughs> at some point. And when you've had 50 instances of it, you're like, I, I, yeah, I'm out of here. Actually, I don't care brain, who they were. Your brain would more likely be like, I'm not trusting anything that moves. That's correct. Right. It wouldn't, That's correct. You wouldn't be like, wait a minute. You would be like, nope, nope. Like, I wouldn't let anyone fucking near me. <laughs> like, That's why the term fight or flight exists. Your brain right. at one point would be like, I'm just going to kill everyone that's moving around <laughs> yeah. me, or I'm just going to run away from yeah. everyone. <laughs> that's for sure what would happen. But instead, every single time they're like, holy shit, the <laughs> fucking dead walking the earth. Who'd have thunk? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so now this takes place at the same time as... Night of the Living Dead. It's the so it's the same day. They, they make a point to say it's the same day, right? Yeah. Same day, same. But it's obviously different years. So this is an origin story. Same day. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is the start of it. Right, but it can't be the 1968 one because they have all these editing uh, things hey. that they didn't have, right? No shit. But that's what George Romero says. George Romero is like, they're all in the same timeline. And it's like, George, what the fuck are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This one, he loses me on on that. This is where the timeline makes fucking goes nutty. And then the next one is even nuttier because it's like six days later. And we're like living on farms (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) I have have so much to say about that. back Back to what you said at the beginning of, of this one, um, how you wish it wasn't just the video, how it kind of jumped, jumped back and forth. Yeah. That's why Blair Witch works the way that it does is because people found a video and they present it to you. Like you're watching this video. Cannibal Holocaust works because they find this video and then they, they go back to like real time. Right. There's people watching it and like talking about what happened. And then it goes back to the, the found right. footage. This we already know. This girl edited it. You can go back and forth. Wait, 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 wait. And wait, cancel wait. culture. Six, the survival. 
Okay, wait, hold on. This might be a ridiculous question, and my brain's kind of like yeah. hurting yes. to try to work yes. this. The next movie <laughs> takes place six days after the events of this movie. It takes so it opens at six days, and then it says three weeks later. So at right, most right, we're at four weeks. At most we're at four weeks. Okay, because because the next movie starts, they 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 find like yes. the survivors of the first one. Correct. When. Did this girl edit this, and who is she showing it to? The she internet. did it in that six she uploaded on the internet, but she did that in that within the six day. Yes, because because the 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 military guy gets canceled on the internet. <laughs> the guy's like that right. fucking <laughs> video came out, and uh, right. ever since that video came out, I'm number one bad guy That's in the right. world. Who are you? talking about the world is over what are we doing we're on youtube still dude imagine that the world's just like and i mean maybe he's not wrong we're just all clicking on youtube still while the fucking we're getting torn apart by fucking monsters like oh this fucking guy's rude get this guy off (laughs) cancel this guy what the fuck that's right and he's the only guy that is in (laughs) That carries over from the Correct. Which is like, he's so insignificant. But. And he's such a piece of shit in Diary. And then he's in, like a hero in this one. And then in Survival, in, in the third one. Survival, he opens up being like, fucking cancel culture. And then somehow becomes the hero. <laughs> it's the weirdest shit. It's the fucking weirdest shit. Oh my God. So I think that's what happened. She uploaded it to the internet somehow. And somehow the internet's still a thing. But again, Sean. Again, she took the time. Okay, just just hear me out. She, all your friends just died in front of your in front of you. Everyone that you know is everything that you know is yeah. no longer exists. Correct. She's doing a voiceover and she's uploading. I I get like if if I was outside and just, this happened, I would run back to my house and be like, look look at this, like protect yourself. For sure. She's adding music. She's 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 putting in. A theme for effect. Why would you need? Why would you need spooky effect if if this is still happening? Like if this was like ten years after, and you're like, watch, watch what happened. This was an isolated incident. Fine, fine. I still wouldn't get the uploading music, but but fine. If this is within the six day period, and like all you had to do is look out your window and just see this is this is happening. What are you doing? Why why are you edit? Why are you polishing this? She she recorded a scripted <laughs> scripted narration. She recorded and put into <laughs> into the Hello, these are our last days. If you're finding it, and then like at the end, the end montage is her being like, "The world's gone mad, but haven't we all?" And you're like, "Oh my god!" What the f-? Imagine sitting there recording that while everyone's dying. That's what I said. This is 2007 too. Like you had media, yeah, that you could. Wait, just live stream it. Dude. Was was <laughs> Diary the one where the guy pulls out a laptop and everyone's like, "Whoa, that's so cool!" And I was like, "What?" And then the guy's like, "Check this out if you like cool." And he like whips out a fucking iPad, iPod Touch. And you're like, "What the fuck is?" Ha-? It wasn't even an iPhone. It wasn't an iPhone. It was an iPod Touch. Whips that out and is like, "Watch this!" Like this was like. I was like, "What the fuck am I watching right now?" This is yeah, that, so- that, that, that's George showing his age <laughs> for sure. Like, dude, what? Like, dude, people were like, when he pulls out the laptop, somebody was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> the fuck!" <laughs> it's been a thing for the past two decades. <laughs> dude, two thousand seven, like every kid had a fucking four hundred dollar Dell. 
Like, you were like required to have one. Yes. <laughs> so George uh, was said, uh, he, I wanted to do this subjective camera thing before I knew anybody else was working on it, which is that Bigfoot found footage movie. So I get that. I didn't know about Cloverfield or anything else. Now that doesn't add up because you made Jarkanda Joe in 94. Of course you didn't know what fucking Cloverfield. What? I, I thought we were going to be the first guys out there with one of these. George, you can't think that in 2007. That's fucking insane. Like, did no one stop him and be like, hey, this isn't the first one. <laughs> this isn't the first one of these. And then, but then he also says, saying he's the first one. He said in his decision, he cited what what he saw as the failings of the Blair Witch Project, which he found dizzying, also noting that it didn't quite make sense. George, good job. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think George got a little cranky at the end. I think George... Got a little cranky, and rightfully so, man. He got guy got fucking robbed. Guy got fucking robbed, and I will never hold anything against him because of that. Um, But he, I think he did get a little cantankerous at the end here because he just talks shit about these other movies, and is like, they don't even make fucking sense, and then makes the most illogical movies I've ever seen. And you're like, oh, oh, okay, (laughs) okay, cool, man. That's actually a really good point. Can you imagine just in, literally inventing something that is now vernacular? Right. And then having to watch, like, being at in the twilight of your life and, like, realizing you didn't get your due and you, you could have been making money off of all of these movies. Right. Had to credit you. Because, like, really, that's what happens. I, that had not happened to him in his life. Right? Like, he makes Day of the Dead. There's other zombie movies out there. None of them touch Romero. None of them do really financially crazy numbers, but then like these 2000 movies come out and fucking make bank. And like, I think there's a credit to Simon Pegg and um, what's his name? Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, like doing these things for him. And I feel like this is their little like, we made so much money because of you. And I think that was their way, and I like I I like re- appreciate that. I appreciate that about them. That they I did th- too. And I felt the same about Del Toro, who made a yeah. cameo as the voice in this, because after Land of the Dead, he's like, "This is the greatest. Like, this is one of George's best." You don't believe that. I know you don't believe that. You are a talented filmmaker yourself. They're, they're <laughs> <laughs> you have made actual art on film. And- <laughs> <laughs> you are unbelievable. Uh yeah. I, I just think I just think he got older and I think he wanted to try and cash in and like dude and on top of it imagine it like kind of failing like you go toe to toe with people that you're like these guys fucking stole from me you go toe to toe and your shit's like not that great <laughs> comparatively yes. like that's fucking rough man. That would be that would yeah, be getting cool. surpassed by your son. Like, when your yeah, son yeah, finally, like that. When your son yeah. can finally kick this shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, and does so. <laughs> um, ratings or pros and cons first? Let's do pros and cons first. Pro found footage. Love it. Love to see it. Love to see it. Big found footage guy. Um, pro. Um, the hy- Wait, is this the one with the hydrochloric acid? 
Yes. Uh, the pro hydrochloric acid scene. Okay. <laughs> Khan, uh, the hydrochloric acid scene looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and George is venturing into the world of CGI. Big that, con. That is a con of mine as well. CGI is not going to work here, guys. Sorry about it. Um, especially on found footage. It looks like shit. Um, and pro, I guess it's like a little more, mm, no, I don't even want to say that. Uh, pro, uh, I don't know. By the way, I forgot about the other fucking, the unsubtle message in this one which was the border security randomly thrown in there in the third quarter of the movie where they're like basically like build a wall <laughs> but it's about zombies entering other countries and you're like oh shit and they're just calling them time, imi- like they're calling them like Im- they're calling them immigrants and you're like okay george like that is a great topic to tackle but like that that doesn't make sense people would just be like <laughs> Don't let the zombies through. <laughs> the zombies, zombies are not like who's gonna art. I mean, I guess you could. I guess you could make a movie like that. Like, Dude, especially it was like, now that they're becoming more cognitive. But. It was like talking heads. It was like talking news heads being like. We don't want them coming across the Of course you don't. No, no one does. What are you talking about? It's like COVID. Like, of course, no one wanted it to fucking spread. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, that's what I've got. What do you have for pros? Pros, I had that he took the time to explain the reason that the quality was better on the on the found footage, like that they edited it. We don't just have to watch like yeah. clean, crisp, and be like, oh yeah, I guess they just filmed it like that. <laughs> yeah. um, and then again, that, that's going to be a con too. But uh, the defibrillator death, oh. you know, Jagenberg must have fucking loved that one. <laughs> Might have been his motivation. Um, I liked that it was kind of an homage to Western movies. Like you, you could tell, even though it's found footage, he had a lot of love for like the old fifties Western. Yeah, that was that was sprinkled throughout that. And then uh, this one is the one with the spear through the dick and out the asshole. So that's of course a, a pro. That's a pro. That is a pro for sure. Um, cons, cons. Yeah. Um, Deborah adding music is an enormous con. Like I said, your friends just got murdered and you're watching it again and again. I've never watched that film ever. ever. You would but, just uh, upload the raw and be done with it. A con is the, the having the two cameras. So they had two cameras and it chops back and forth between them. It's it, exhausting. It gets rid of the like uh, point of view that you need for a found footage film to work. Correct. Um, the zombies aren't great again. And... I did not like that it goes to the beginning of the epidemic. No. All very odd shit. Um, And George actually hired a cinematographer for this, which is beyond weird. Um, Because it's handheld, but... And had two cameras. Why the fuck did he do that? Anyway. He'll do another two-year hiatus, and then he will make his final fucking movie the last movie he ever makes sad what did, he'll, he'll pass away what did in you 2017 rate? oh sorry uh rating dire the dead um two and a half wow more than land of the dead yeah 
Wow. Uh, I give it a two. Okay. Fine. And I, and I think that's generous. I think that, I think I think I think my respect for George is, is coming out there. I just love found footage movies. Yeah, now, survival of the more de- than land. Survi- I hated land so much. It was fucking <laughs> agonizing, dude. Um, survival of the dead. Because you know why? Here's why. The found footage, like George was still not doing slow shit. Like he was still doing that like fast pace. At least the found footage works a little bit better in that scenario. I don't know. Anyway, survival of the dead comes out two years later. It's his last movie. He'll live another eight years after this, um, but not create anything. He started working on a film called Twilight of the Dead, um, which is supposedly still in production. Um, I would say lock that thing up and wait a couple decades and then have somebody like super high end direct it. Do you know what I'm saying? If you do it now, I feel like they're just going to put some fucking dickhead in charge of it. Some fucking idiot. And it's going to be a piece of shit. It's just going to be a piece of shit. Like, give it a couple decades where then you bring it out as a project and somebody, like, massive wants to do it. Right? Like, that. that's the way I think you got you to gotta do this. But I don't know. They're working on it now. I don't... Twilight of the Dead. Um, 2009... 2009 i'm trying to think about where i am in my life at that point uh, much older much older i just remember watching this so well um wasn't it on netflix at so like like pretty early after its release you know what it might I feel have like been. i caught it like the early days of me having netflix yeah it might have been um sur- <laughs> survival um it is the Hatfields and McCoys. It's uh, a little, not really Romeo and Juliet, but on that verge, family feud between what appears to be uh, two Irishmen uh, battling it out on an island that you assume might not be in this country because of how thick their accents they are. are. <laughs> they are so Irish. And everything about the scenery looks like it's like Correct. the hills of, of Ireland. Leitrim, right? Correct. It's, but it's, <laughs> it's off the shore of Delaware. It's fucking Plum Island. What? <laughs> Plum Island. What the fuck? They're just hanging out on an island. And by the way, this is six days after it. And we, we are introduced to the Maldoons and the fucking, uh, what's the other family's name? Hang on, I'll pull uh, it. His name's Patrick. I know that. Uh, oh, oh, Flynn. Oh, Flynn. Oh, <laughs> how could you forget that? Uh, um, wait, oh, Flynn. Yeah, oh, Flynn, Crockett's, the Mel. Wait, where's the Mel? Muldoon. Seamus, Seamus Muldoon. Muldoon. Oh, my God. Dude, his name's Seamus. It was so nuts. It was so nuts. And you're like, so like you, for a moment, you're like, is this Ireland? And it's like farm country, dude. They're like farming. Six days after, six days after. Now, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Are we supposed to believe this is how they're living in 20, not 2009? What do you mean? Are we supposed to believe that these two families are on an island together in 2009 living like farm folk? Yeah. Okay, like prior to the zombies. 
because this is six days after. Like, dude, it, what this makes you they have they have their family members tied up, so like, they're aware that they're aware that this is the middle of it, and they're still living like that. It, it, dude, it's six days in. How it looks like the society's collapsed. <laughs> what? Yes. And, and we're talking about this island. I I don't know. It's so fucking weird. It's so fucking weird to me. And this fucking this this feud between the the O'Flins and the Muldoons appears to be going back century. <laughs> so, yes, yes. I mean, you've already said Hatfields and McCoys. That is what it is. These families have been at war since they've existed. But what's really pushed them over the edge is the O'Flins believe you should kill zombies. And the Muldoons are like, whoa, hey, 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 take it easy. Like, maybe we'll find a cure and these are our loved ones. So they're like chaining them up. Yes. And this, for whatever reason, by the way, again, six days in, has caused the biggest rift we've ever seen in the world. A rift that like literally how many times in the movie are they like, all you have to do is say sorry. And everything, we just go, we go about our ways after that. And fucking O'Flynn's like, fucking over my dead body. <laughs> and you're like, why Played, the fuck would this be a thing? Played by the great uh, Wyndham Earl from Twin Peaks. It's, dude, uh, um, Bryn, our friend Bryn, um, you know Bryn, um, she she watched it also. She, she called him, wait, she called him uh, off-brand Professor Loomis, and I fucking died laughing. I died that, that's good. Laughing. That's that's a good description. <laughs> off-brand Professor Loomis. He uh, he's unbelievable. Like the acting in this is below George's lowest rung. <laughs> and you know, like I love him. He works with these. I think it's so sick that he works with local actors. This was. The worst of the worst, in my opinion. Um, obviously, <laughs> O'Flynn's not terrible. I mean, he's he's not good though. Fucking, he's fucking ridiculous. He's the best part. He's the best. He's the best actor. Martin, dude, this the movie makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Um, that ending, dude. The, he. <laughs> about could, this movie. I could go could, scene by scene in this, and and there's oh, dude, the opening is like the daughter. And the O'Flynn, O'Flynn and the daughter, like his daughter, like have a falling out. And she's like, you can't hold me back, dad. And it's like, yeah, no shit. You're 38 years old. You, you, you are not a young person in this movie. And the dad's like, you do what your father says. And by the way, they ship dad out on a boat in a fucking day. They're like, <laughs> they're like, hey, we got to get rid of this fucking guy. And his daughter's like, by the way. They want to kill him. They want to shoot him in the fucking head. And the daughter's like, can't we just, like, put him out on a boat or something? If I found out my kid, instead of just offing me in the middle of this, which I'd much rather do, was like, let's go put him on a boat so he starves to death. I'd be like, Are you fucking piece of shit. Are you fucking kidding? Just let him fucking kill me. Putting me on a boat by myself and kicking me out? What the fuck is this? <laughs> Why is that a thing? And by the way, Muldoon also has access to the internet because he's posting videos on the internet being like, join my island. My island's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Why? None of this makes fucking sense. So uh, this movie was my least favorite of the three. Um, I 
it's only 90 minutes like the other three. I, I thought it lasted an eternity and so much just bled. Like, there were points where my eyes were just, like, glossing over. And I was like, where? how do these characters even get on the screen? And what is the purpose of them being on here and talking? Dude. So the Muldoons and the Flynns have this clash. You have that storyline. Um, George Romero says <laughs> he wanted to make a movie about war. Uh, conflicts, disagreements. Um, and he's like, whether that's Ireland, the Middle East, or the Senate, that was my that was his big idea. And he also wanted to mess with islands because in his other movies, islands constantly came up. They were always looking for an island you to get to away get to. to. An island. Yeah. So he wanted to do that. Um, George, I'm sorry to tell you, <laughs> this was not it. This was not, this was not the way to do it. <laughs> The island should not have been Plum Fucking Island in Delaware. And also, maybe you should have just made a war movie because, or the Hatfields and McCoys, or uh, a telling of the big country, the book, which this was based on, I guess. I guess he read the big country and was like, well, I'm going to just make that a fucking zombie movie. And like you said, is this a zombie movie? I I mean... (laughs) I don't it's think it is. It's very much more so about like, the, the Muldoon. between the families and the relationship between the father and daughter. But even the father and daughter relationship kind of like dries up for a little bit and then it comes back at the end with the little surprise at the end. And then I feel like at the at the very end, I feel like they were like, "Wait. We didn't we didn't have a storyline about the zombies. Like what? We didn't <laughs> I feel like they didn't talk about they the zombies. Cram, dude, they cram it in the last five minutes. The zombies eating horses? What is what is this? Why? Why? Why is when that have zombies ever done that? When have zombies ever done that? And why was that a thing? Like, suddenly at the very end of the movie, they were like, we're going to prove that this zombie's going to eat a fucking horse. And you're like, what does that have to do with anything? And it's like a zombie horse eating cover up. And you're like, what the fuck is this movie about? What the fuck is this movie about? Dude. <laughs> All right, so since we're at the end, this is both a pro and a con on my list. We have Janet, who sees her sister, uh, Jane, I believe her name. Riding a horse. And and Jane is a zombie, right? And she's like, she recognizes, dude, this this is actually unbelievable. She, she, the zombie recognizes the sister. This scene is so fucking. (laughs) And in the middle of this, Muldoon and, um, O'Flynn, the patriarchs, are just like calling each other pieces of shit and trying to murder each other. And Janet's like, holy shit, it's my sister, who's now a zombie, just like walking towards her. And she's like, everyone's like, what, what does the zombie want? Like, of course it wants to fucking eat. And she's like, it recognizes me. And there is a, like, Romero shoots it so like you can see the twinkle in the zombie's eye. And like, oh my God, it's it's cognitive, right? It, it, it does recognize her. And like, they go in for an embrace and the zombie just eats her finger off. <laughs> It rips her finger off. It's, One of the most pointless like, things is, is I've ever seen. Is this supposed to be funny? <laughs> is this supposed to be comedy? Dude, that whole thing was insane. It actually made me lose my mind for a second because um, the two sisters are twins. And when we come back to the island. Played by the same actress. By, played by the same actress. And when we come back to the island, you just see the daughter ride by on a horse and one guy's like, she's so fucking hot. And then the other guy's like, she's fucking dead. And I was like, wait, the sister, the daughter died? Or, what the fuck? Like, Because you don't know there's a sister. I was like, oh, 
she's fucking dead. And it turns out she has a twin sister. That's a zombie. Yes. That they let ride a yes. horse around the <laughs> That's what they idiot. finally they finally reunite and the character's like, she recognizes me. She recognizes Dude. me. And she immediately bites bites her finger off. And they have the most their 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 life bars, their HP in this movie is off the charts. Because this girl's fingers get bit and she just hangs around talking for the rest of the movie. But like reminding people also that she's about to die. She's like, Dad. I'm about to die, but I don't want to see you die. So please apologize. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? And fun fact, fucking, uh, dude, O'Flynn's, O'Flynn's <laughs> demise pissed me off so badly. Wait, because wait, 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 wait. Did his demise piss you off or did him getting shot in the back thinking he's dead? And then the rest of the crew running into the woods and like being in the woods and then him showing up being like, hey guys, what, what the fuck's up? <laughs> And you're like, this guy got shot in the fucking heart through the back. <laughs> Dude, he shows up like they've already run like five miles and he's like, hey, hey guys. I, I was not including that part when I said his demise. What That did piss me off too, by the way, because he's like 85 years old. Dude, he, he would be dead so fast. <laughs> And there's zombies on the island. Like, he's not. He's not getting past it. No, but but what pissed me off is like he is literally licking shots at Muldoon, like 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 trying to blow Muldoon's head off, and then immediately is just like, "Hey, Muldoon, by the way, uh, I'm sorry." And he's like, "Let's let's let's let bygones be bygones," and he just immediately turns around, and Muldoon of course shoots him because he he was just trying. He was just like dodged like six bullets from this guy. It was so abrupt. <laughs> and Muldoon, by the way, the the big thing, the big overlapping thing, this was the most insane. Because this one, the army guy's narrating it. Yeah. But to no one, because it's not found footage. It's just <laughs> him talking. He narrates this one, and at the end, he's like, you know, I, I could not believe this was supposed to be our takeaway. He's like, you know, I thought... Oh, Flynn was the good guy because I met him first, but uh, maybe Muldoon was the good guy. And you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's the shittiest lesson I've ever heard in my life. And also, who meets somebody and is immediately like, this guy's the right one. Like, no critical thinking being done. Like, it's not that hard. And dude, somebody could have negotiated a fucking peace treaty between these two. It would not have been fucking hard. <laughs> During the zombie apocalypse... Just be like, get your fucking shit together and like let's let's survive. Let's get off this island. I, I was telling someone, I was like, there's only nine people left in their world, essentially. Imagine it being infighting for just, we're only like 14 days in, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna fucking rip your fucking face off. <laughs> like we're not even at walking dead stage. Like we're not we haven't even made it. We a month hasn't gone by yet, and they're like I'm going to blow his fucking brains out for not agreeing with me. Just leave the island. Yes. Dude, and dude, and Muldoon being like, our family only f fucks our family. <laughs> that was the weirdest shit. He's like, no strangers on the island. What the fuck are you saying right now? It was fucking insane. Oh, my God. I fucking, I loved it. I, like... I, I hated it. I hated it, but no, it, made, it made me laugh so hard. It was so nuts. It was like one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Most un-George Romero movie we do in this. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I Well, I'll save it for the pros. I do want to share this tidbit with you. This is the first... The Survival of the Dead is the first horror film to be nominated for the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival since 1932's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I saw it. I don't know what it... I don't know what that means. I don't... <laughs> think George made it up. Dude, <laughs> this being nominated for anything... <laughs> The budget was $4 million. It made $386,000. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> should not have been $4 million. Um, and we should talk about the ending of this movie, which is uh, Muldoon and O'Flynn in a forever battle. Which, by the way, rewriting the last two movies he's done where they all have these amazing cognitive abilities, they can chase they remember things they walk at you uh instead in this film they just do the same shit over and over and over again so muldoon and flynn just walk up on this hill and point guns at each other and shoot an empty gun yes and then turn around and walk back and then walk back and do it (laughs) (laughs) never what the fuck where did that come from I was just like, toss everything I've done out. I've made five movies. And I'm like, I'm sticking to this 2000s era shit. And this is what, this is the last one. So let's change it in the last one. 14 days have gone by. I think now the zombies just do the same thing over and over again. They're all well fed. Um, The CGI is the worst thing Sucks. I've ever seen in my entire life. Sucks. It's unbearably bad. And the fact that this had a $2 million increase in budget from the last one is maddening because of that. And how much he did with practical effects on shoestring budget. Yeah. And I know he's trying to fit in with the time, and nobody wanted to see it at that time. But, man, it's bad. The CGI is fucking bad. It's fucking insane. Um... The Muldoons. Uh, pros and cons. Pro, it's funny. It's not Pro, supposed it to be. It is funny. <laughs> Every time he said Muldoon, I laughed out loud. Because there wasn't a single time he said it normal. He was never like, yep. Muldoon. He was like, We were like spot on. <laughs> we were like spot on with our pros and cons. Because I also had written down the way that he talks, like pronounces things. And I laughed out loud at like several scenes. So Dude, that, that is a pro. Those are the pros. Um, cons CGI, the acting is, uh, almost unbearable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I don't know. Um, it wasn't shot interesting. There's nothing really interesting about it. I don't know. I, so for a pro, I said, because I was trying to think of something to give poor George for his (laughs) last, his last film. Because I've just, I've grown to love him so much. I respect, I'll say it as a pro, I respect that he tried to do something somewhat unique with a zombie story. You know, doing something that you created six times over is not an easy task. So at least he tried to, like, make it somewhat fresh. Didn't work, but kudos for for trying. And you know what? Um, He never did anything. He's always done whatever the fuck he wants. So yes, it's a prop. Yes, and at this age, he's ancient. I mean, he's already at... 10-pound bifocals. 10-pound <laughs> bifocals on a 5-pound body. 
he's, yeah. So so kudos. I mean, kudos. He, the fact that he even made Congrats, it. Is, 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 but you know what? <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> um, uh, cons. Yes. Feuding Irish families on the on the coast of Delaware will will forever be the biggest con. <laughs> Literally, you can't the most beat that insane up. <laughs> shit I've ever seen. It's the most insane shit. Imagine pitching that to Delaware. someone. <laughs> These guys all have brogue accents and are potato farmers. They're riding oh, great. fucking just... horses around. There's no cars. There's no roads. What the fuck? <laughs> what are we doing? What is this? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> And it's way too too dialogue heavy, and, and like you said, that final scene of them walking, shooting each other, and then uh, Patrick getting duped so easily by Muldoon, but just being like, hey, "We're good, right?" And him being like, "Muldoon doesn't." I don't think he even doesn't says even yes. answer him. <laughs> Muldoon, Muldoon, that's actually probably the best acting in the movie because because Muldoon is just like staring, like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> and then he turns around and gets fucking got, which of course he does. By the way, everyone is attacked and killed by zombies um, in that scene also. And you're like, oh, right, zombies exist. Zombies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, that might be a pro. That, that scene might be a pro. That scene is a pro, zombies. sort of. But everyone's like, wait, the zombies are out? And they stand there and let the zombies overtake them. Just get the fuck off the island. There's fucking boats. Like, what are we doing? Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on those. What do you What do you rate it? What do you rate Man. it? Man. I'm going to give it a 1.5. I'm sorry, that's, George. That's exactly where I am. 1.5 on that guy. Um, not, not as, <laughs> not his strongest work. Um, so here's our ratings. Here's what we did. Um, Night of the Living Dead. We were both a five. Yep. Season of the Witch. We were both a three. Crazies. Both a four. The Amusement Park, you gave it a two. There's Always Vanilla, you gave it a one. Uh, Martin, I... I'm sorry, I forgot about There's Always Vanilla. <laughs> There's Always Vanilla is so much worse than these three. It's so much worse. But he didn't write it. He didn't write it. He just directed it. So, yeah, thankfully. Yeah. Martin, uh, one of us gave it a four and one of us gave it a 3.5, which kind of like spilling here. So we're kind of in the same vein there. Um, Dawn of the Dead, <coughs> I gave it a 4.5, you gave it a 5. Night Riders, you gave it a 2.5, or I gave it a 2.5, you gave it a 3. Creep Show, we didn't, I don't think we rated Creep Show because we did it on our live show. What are you 4. giving 5. Creep Show? 4.5. 4.5, I'm with you. 4.5. It's not a perfect movie, but it's fucking solid. It's, it's pretty close. fucking it's pretty really close. close. It's really fucking close. Um, Day of the Dead, uh, I gave it a five. You gave it a four point five. Evil Eyes, which was kind of a weird thing to rank. You gave it a three point five. I gave it a three. Dark Half. We both gave it a three point five. Bruiser. Both a three. The guy's the guy is a well above average director, right? Like it, we should. Yeah, I, I'm going to take both our scores. Add well, I'm going to add like my scores up and divide it by the number of films, so I'll get like the overall average. Yeah, I'll do it for yours too. Yeah. Um, Land of the Dead, you gave it a three. I gave it a two, and two point five two, and then one point five. Wow, that's so funny. It just like slowly went down yeah, <laughs> during these, these movies. Yeah. Um, Tail dive. But what do we think of George, man? Overall, I mean, the guy is fucking unbelievable, right? Like these three movies, 
you kind of just give him a pass. <laughs> it's so yeah, you do give him a pass for the age and his contributions. I yeah. I still think George has done enough to be cemented as probably top five for me. Probably top five horror director. Um, I do think it's. I mean, funny is not the right word, but maybe ironic that he finally goes back to what started it all and then makes the three worst movies of his career. <laughs> it's like Easily. everyone's just finally like, hey, George, do what you're the best at, and that's making zombie movies. And he does, and they're just fucking stinkers. It's just not him. There's just nothing about him. And like, I mean, they are him, but they're, I don't know how to explain it. It, it just, I don't know. I guess you felt like there was more heart in the original ones, the old yes. ones. Um, and, and in this one, they feel, and again, fucking more power to them. Get that fucking cash. Grab that cash while you could. Go retire. Go fucking take the last eight years of your fucking life off without fucking worrying about anything. Like, fuck it. Um, but <laughs> for us, the fans, it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> But appreciate you, and you deserve all the cash. Hopefully, you retired and with a sacks of money around you. you. I remember before we started this, there was actually a concern that you wouldn't even want to finish it. Right? Like, you were <laughs> like, I don't know. Once we do like the, the dead movies, like I, I don't. Yeah. How are we gonna do this? Like you even proposed some movies for us to skip and just be like, let's just get like a a brief overall of it. And I, we did all of them, and we did. When you think of people's track records, especially with the amount that he put out, like a lot of times there's there's directors like Tarantino, for instance, considered a great. He doesn't have an enormous body of work, right? No. So, like, when you have more, you have more chances of releasing fucking turds. And Correct. He really didn't do that until he hit an age where. You don't expect most people to be working. You don't expect most people to be at their creative best, right? So Correct. I, I don't agree with that. hold these ones against him, and I think he's I, I think he's fucking top notch. Top notch. He did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. He fucking yep. took his fucking lumps on him and just like fucking kept moving, dude. I, w- he I don't put know his if city I would- on the map. Like such respect for like everything was Pittsburgh. Like oh, he's yeah. not from Pittsburgh. He's from the Bronx, but. Yeah, Pittsburgh's where he came up, and he just put it on the map. Dude, and and these fuck like, it's so nuts, actually, really, when you think about it. Because, like, even after he was successful with those zombie movies, he would just wait fucking years and just be like, eh, (laughs) like, I'm going to make something else. I'm going to go make fucking There's Always Vanilla. And it's like, what? make? I'm going to go make a commercial PSA for a fucking elder abuse like what the fuck what the fuck are we george what and he's like like he just did whatever the fuck he wanted and he wrote and directed them which like that's that takes like think about that like in today's world i know i mean i think that's the best way I, i always respect directors more when they write and direct their own shit because like yeah, if you're writing it you sh- you probably have a vision for it right vision yeah so it's it, it i always I always appreciate that more, and he just fucking always did it, man. Dude, not, why was Night Riders like watchable? Like, I think about that now. Like every few days, I think about Night Riders, and I'm like, that movie. I was like, I don't want to watch this. I can't believe he made this piece of shit. 
And I can't wait to fucking just rip it to shreds. And why it fucking is a fine movie. It, it's a it's fuck, fine. It makes it's no almost fun. three hours long. <laughs> About motorcycle nights. Completely <laughs> idiotic. <laughs> what are we doing? This guy's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> that makes no sense. And he he wanted to make it. And he fucking cast a, a stunt guy as one of the leads in the fucking movie. Across from fucking worked. Ed Harris. And, and it, it worked. <laughs> so weird. He's like, oh, remember that stunt guy? Let's have him be a leading role in this. Like, your career's on the line. Yes. Every movie you make, your career's on the line. And this guy just was like, Meh. should I hire this, he, the town folk to be in this movie? Dude, takes takes the surviving star from his prior movie, which was a smash hit yeah. in Ken Foray, and just makes him Little John, the fucking piece of shit side character. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, I, I loved what he did. Um, his collabs with Stephen King are fucking cool. I love that those two had like a weird relationship where Stephen yeah. King wanted to like act in his shit. <laughs> um, I thought, I think that's so bizarre. I, I don't know. This was a lot of fun to do. I, I was really pleasantly surprised about this. And I know that seems crazy because I think people just automatically, um, give George Romero props, right? Like, you know, any fandom does that, I guess, right? Like, they're like, like, horror fans are just like, George Romero's the king. He is. But if you look at this fucking list on paper, you're like, oh, I didn't know he made that Knight Riders movie. I didn't know he made fucking There's Always Vanilla. And, and to go through them and watch them all, you're like, this guy fucking is good at what he does. Like, really fucking good at what he does. Yeah. With zero budget, like almost zero budget. Yeah. Yeah. And you run that risk for like, like anyone. And I know like people listening to us, it probably sounds weird to say that we were apprehensive about doing George right. Romero, but like, even if you went the music route and, and you're like, I, I'm going, I know I'm saying like a lot is pissing me off too, listeners. So, <laughs> um, but if you went the music route and, and you're a big Metallica fan and you decide to go through their entire discography, you're going to listen to the first four and be like, this is fucking awesome. And then you're going to get to reload and uh, say anger and that album they did with Lou Reed. And, and you're just going to be fucking miserable. You're still going to say you love Metallica, but right. going through somebody's entire body of work, especially when they have long careers, you're going to hit rope bumps. So especially with a, when watching like three hour movies, it's there's, there's very much a cause for concern with some of these, <laughs> but really, he surprised me. They're he really fucking me. And Joe, the fact that even, and we, we shit on him land diary and survival, his three weakest films are better I've than a lot worse. of shit. That I've seen worse, see. way worse, <laughs> fucking impossibly worse than movies. Than this. It's, this is not even like, it's bad for him. It's not that bad for a lot of other people. Um, yes. There's a lot of movies that people love these days that are way worse than these fucking things. Um, so that's George Romero. That's serial killer man for this year. Not this year. Love well, it. yeah, probably this year. Maybe we'll do the next one in January or February. Um, because yeah, do a winter one when we're all locked up, we're all coop- cooped up. Maybe make it our January thing. I don't know. I I am all for that, and I cannot wait to like. 
I think we said it last episode, but going back to one film a week, it's going to oh be like mind blowing. It's been a month. I'm going to cry. Cramming in five cry. movies a week. I'm going <laughs> to fucking cry. I watched a, another movie on top of these three this week. I watched that Doctor Doctor Strange thing, um, and it was like, I was like, oh man, one day, because like I was like watching it the whole time. I was watching it. I was like anxious because I was like, I should be watching a movie. I have to talk about. <laughs> But I really want to watch this fucking movie right now. <laughs> it was, uh, you know. But thank you, Georgie, for all you do. Um, next week, um, do we start July next Jaws. week? July, baby. Holy shit. Well, I don't which know when we're going to record which means that. We got to do a Sunday, right? I guess so, yeah. Oh, yeah, because we have Monday off, so that's fine. Yeah. Well, so... Let's let, let's just start prepping Paul now that he's he's aware of it. The guy doesn't need to watch the movie. He's seen it nine hundred times. Could tell you scene by scene <laughs> anything that's ever happened to the movie. So the other two he'll need to rewatch. But this one he's fine. Wait, Come now, Sunday, I'm just I'm, I honestly have fucking anxiety. Right now. Well, Sundays, well, which is funny because I, I I don't know whether we told this on the show or the live show or maybe just to each other to make ourselves laugh. But Rachel, actually his wife reached out to Joe and was like, Hey, just so you know, like Paul's actually excited to do these (laughs) movies because in the chat, Paul's like, I don't know what you guys are fucking talking about. Every time we bring up the jaws thing, he's like, what? Uh, I'll see if I'm a fucking available. You're like, Paul, can you just fucking give us a fucking answer? We've had, we've had listeners (laughs) message him. Like we haven't put these listeners up. Cause Paul will be like, Hey guys, why are these people messaging? Paul, Fucking take a compliment, guy. These complete strangers are reaching out to you, being like, "I'm so excited that you're going to be beyond for the job." He's like, like, "Who I can't the wait fuck this is this?" Idiot. He's like, "What the fuck's going on with this?" Hey, hey guy, <laughs> dude, we actually said this during the live show. I don't know if you remember, but because the entire time Paul was on screen for the brief time, there was a fan, and like the fan was like super excited that Paul was on, and the chat went nuts when Paul got on, and Paul started. Putting the camera phone up to his ear so we could only see his ear. And he was going, hello, hello. And we were like, Paul, what are you fucking doing? And then he hung up. <laughs> then he hung up. And then we brought on another fan, um, Sarah, who's been a longtime fan. And she, like, kind of just comes on and, like, hangs out with us. And, like, she's kind of our straight man during live shows sometimes where she just, we can bounce jokes off of her. She's, like, good for that. And I remember being, like, I said it out loud. I was like. This is all people want from Paul. Like Sarah's doing Paul's job right now, like sitting in on the show while we have two (laughs) fans come on and we like do the trivia. She's doing what people want Paul to do. And she's just one of them. She's just like hanging out. And that's all they want Paul to do. (laughs) Paul's such an enigma. Do you you remember when we first started, we were gaining some traction and like, I, I distinctly remember um, the first time we were getting reviews, and I, and I remember because you and I were getting like ten downloads an episode, yeah. and finally people were reaching out to us, being like, "Hey, I'm in Texas, and I listen to you guys on my commute." And we were like, "What the fuck? Like that's yeah. amazing!" And then it, like we were gaining traction, and we we're getting more and more reviews, and somebody was like, 
hey, I love you guys. And that episode you had with Paul was like incredible. I loved his insight. Like he was super funny, blah, blah. And we were like, oh, we got to show Paul this. And, <laughs> and I think we were, <laughs> the next time we were over, like, Paul, you got to see this. And we read it out loud to him. And then just straight face, no reaction. He's just like, yeah. He's like, he's like, what a fucking weirdo. <laughs> He's like, why would he want to hear me? Like, dude, what? He just this, this complete stranger is saying how much he loves us and how much he liked your contributions. <laughs> That's your reaction. <laughs> and it's so funny, like with all of the notoriety we've gotten over the years, um, and like the amount of listeners we have now, what still blows my mind, like more than anything, like. I know it's so crazy. Like people listen to me. It's so weird. It like, we, okay. So like when we meet people in person, like one of the funniest things is like, they're like, Oh my God, you sound just like you. Like they, like I find, I, I get that reaction a lot when I meet somebody, they're like, Oh, it's so weird. You, you sound like you. And I'm like, yeah, yes, that's my voice. <laughs> that's my voice. Um, but it is, it must be like a weird thing, right. To, to meet a voice basically. Um, yeah. yeah. So I always, I always think that that's, that's, that was like kind of interesting, but like what, what really blows my mind is that like Paul emails, I get so many fucking Paul emails. And to think that Paul is just a friend of ours that like did weird shit we talked about. And then we were like, Paul, can you come on? Yes. And of all the people we pick, I don't know why we would choose Paul, but we chose Paul and it was perfect. (laughs) And it was like, I don't know what it is. And that blows my mind. Cause to me, Paul's Paul, right? Yes, like I don't it, think about me. I think about Paul and I'm like, fucking Paul is like on people's lips. <laughs> like, dude, dude. I, I, yes. Yes. And when Paul got married last July, I remember his family members and like friends be like, Hey, I've been listening to you guys. And like, I, like I see, I see your like Instagram accounts and how are people in Finland like making fun of Paul? Like, this is amazing. Right. And, and, it's so funny, and this guy is such a fucking mope. He doesn't react one way or another. He's just like that, that. That's the thing. He's not even like mad about it or happy. He's just like, "What do you want you from me? me? Like, why are you talking to me? Why are you? <laughs> what, this is uh, cool, I guess." And it's like, Paul, what the fuck? Like, it's it's amazing. It's it's fucking incredible. Um, it's amazing. But that's that's like the one thing about. The, the notoriety or whatever you want to call it that like that triggers me is every email I get. That's like Paul, yes. Paul, Paul, yes. Paul makes me laugh. I, I, I hate Paul. Fuck Paul. And I'm like, dude, you don't even know this guy. It's so fucking weird. I to know me. exactly what you mean. Like that, like whatever I get messages like that. And I hate talking about ours. People, people know that. I don't yeah, yeah, know about I this, like I hate acting or sounding like I think we're big shit. I, I will never think that, but when I get messages about fucking Paul, it's it's just like maybe we have made it a little bit because these people are talking about this, this fucking guy that they don't know, but they're talking about him. Right. I would, right? I exactly. Like they're, they're, that's it's so bizarre. It's it's this this guy Paul. And what I also love is that we are hyping Paul up so much right now 
and this guy knows more about Jaws than anybody. than anybody, than anybody. And next Sunday, he's going to be on our episode, and I am hyped for it. And this guy is going to say two words and contribute so little to this episode. It's going to be the most boring like contribution from him ever. ever. I just know it. I just know it. And then text us after and like call us idiots and like correct us in a text <laughs> chain after. Not, not during the show. Has this has this platform to express his like profound knowledge on this movie on his favorite movie of all time. He almost killed somebody for putting a fake mustache on it. A fake Just mustache. <laughs> roundhouse kicked them. He roundhouse kicked them in the face. In the face, that's not an exaggeration. Roundhouse kick, and the picture was covered by glass. So right. You, so you, you just, just peel the mustache, mustache off. <laughs> Maybe get some glass cleaner if it stained it. He has so much. Dude, he can tell you so much. He doesn't need to put any effort in. And he's just going to sit there and be like, "Yeah, I know." What uh, the fuck, Joe? Yeah. yeah. And then and then drum on his knees into the microphone. And then afterwards, be like, "Why didn't you guys talk about this?" <laughs> hey. Hey, guy, uh, why didn't you bring it up? <laughs> this, hey, Joe, Richard Dreyfus was actually 32 at the time, not 48, <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> why didn't you put that in the fucking episode? Quince drink uh, is actually these ingredients, and you can find the recipe on this website. Why didn't you bring it up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited, guys. Jaws. Four episodes of Paul. Four episodes of Paul, four episodes of Jaws, Paul's, pause, um, Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, and the live show Jaws Revenge. That's exciting. It's exciting. I can't wait for this live show. I know. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. Thanks to the Patreon fans. You guys uh, really are the best. Um, appreciate you all. You know, so many of you joined for the live show, and it just, I was like, ah, oh, man, you guys are the fucking greatest greatest fans on earth and we appreciate you guys so much um so get ready for jaws we're on facebook.com slash i hate horror instagram at i hate horror uh i hate horror.com and facebook.com slash i hate horror i think i already said that uh joe where can they find you instagram boognish1985 and that's a wrap, guys. Thank you all so much. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Thank you.